0: Hello and welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage, and today I'm going to be talking about hope, hoping for tomorrow. Uh, My wife is not with me today. At this moment, she's picking up our kids, but I always like to acknowledge her. Um, Just express my gratitude unto the Lord for my wife uh, as we do these financial coaching sessions and also do these Inspiration Mondays. And that's what this um, particular uh, episode is for for inspiration monday to encourage business owners those working from home husbands and wives um, raising a family dealing with finances and you know in the midst of all these things uh, parents teachers uh, we all need hope and so just want to encourage you today um, as uh, we share So one of the things I want to talk about is oftentimes we're believing for something, expecting something, and we don't necessarily see it right away. And that can be quite discouraging uh, throughout our life, especially as we grow as an adult. You know, as kids, we have less responsibility. There's things we don't think about necessarily. Um, But there's very real things that we begin to go through and experience over time. We deal with different hardships, disappointments, lies, uh, distrust. Uh, We deal with so many different things, um, commitment to a cause, uh, to a business, a job, and then we find ourselves, like, all of a sudden, things that we're working towards, believing, expecting, not happening. And when that happens over and over and over, and depending on what you experience throughout life, uh, if you've had some severe trauma, um, that can be very, very discouraging, especially financially. So today I want to really just have you hone in on the word hope and not just take it lightly and say it lightly. I've had people in business uh, and just at different times and passing by, way they say, okay, well, hope to see you tomorrow. And we say that, you know, or um, another one that is, well, I hope that works out for you. And I've heard that said flippantly more than once in the past because somebody really was doubting uh, what was going to happen for me. And really, someone doesn't really have the right to doubt something that God has giving you. I mean they can they can choose to uh but they have no authority over what ultimately happens in your life you do and that's where your faith comes in and hoping in the one who has called you who's poured into you and who says one thing that's going to happen in your life is going to happen whatever that is you know in your heart you know what you've been believing for what your desires of your heart are so um want to read some scriptures to you today we're going to start in romans chapter 8 verse 24 through 27. So if you have your Bible with you, great. If not, if you're driving, riding, exercising, in the middle of working, have your earphones on, earpods, and so forth, just listen and receive, okay? All right, again, we're in Romans chapter 8, verses 24 through 27. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doeth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that, we see not then do we with patience wait for it likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we are we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So I want to stop there for a moment and just encourage you guys because oftentimes we don't know all the answers. And in, in life, we will never have every answer. And that's where we have to really be still. And you'll hear me say this throughout the times with the consultations or, or financial um, topics we go over. Sometimes we really have to be still because we have some very despair moments and dark moments and moments where things just seem so cloudy and cluttered or in disarray in life, we need something to keep going. And I wanna encourage you in one area of hope is you don't have to have all the answers. It's really okay. We weren't designed to have all the answers. We're designed to be a community and fellowship with others, to love others, to fellowship with our creator, almighty God, Yahweh. And so it can be a lot of pressure. I know for myself in the past, I felt like I have to have all the answers or I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Try to protect my kids. Even if protecting your children sometimes and being so protective, you can be overbearing. There's some parents literally will follow their kids around everywhere and track everything they're doing. Uh, We're all in different places in life and and we do those things for different reasons based on what we may have experienced, uh, based on our concerns and our, um, reality that we don't have all the answers or not control of everything. But if you have faith and you just believe and you hope for the best, because we can use our energy to expect the worst. And that's one thing in the Bible is called evil forebodings. And then we have anxieties. We start stressing, we start worrying. And what does that do ultimately affects your health? Um, I've had that experience it's affected me over times, just trying to carry too many things so it's okay not to know everything and and trying uh carry things you don't have to carry everything in life but we give it over to god he's the one that we hope in if he's your savior and you trust in him and you say you trust in him there's times where it's not as easy it's tough but that doesn't mean we can't do it let him work out the heavy details we do what we know to do. We keep on going. But the things that we're uncertain of, don't stress over. Try not to worry about because what is stress going to do? And Matthew chapter 6 talks about, um, you know, really just and and um, 7, it's just really good. But if you read those verses, there's one that talks about just can we add a single cubit to our height? Can we add anything to our life? at all can we increase our height our stature can we and i'm just expounding upon but what i'm saying is when he's talking about that we can't add anything to our life we can't add stature to our life we can't increase our height we can't add another day to our life we can only do what we have at the moment to do with what's in our hands what we've been given and what we know and that's what you do to the best of your ability, but don't stress about tomorrow because tomorrow is another day. That's why it says it's a conjunction of two words. It's to and morrow. So if you read in some of the older versions and older English, it'll say on the morrow because tomorrow is another day. And we're always going towards that direction forward too. And that's one thing too. You want to just keep going, keep moving forward. We're watching a movie with our kids. Few years ago and one of the things in the movie was to keep moving forward to keep on going in other words don't stop something doesn't work out keep moving forward oh you failed get up keep moving forward oh you missed it get up keep moving forward oh you felt like that opportunity passed you by man okay get up keep moving forward does the sun stop rising when you wake up the next day or the moon stop setting no, they're all in their place. They do what they do best every day. The celestial stars this, the, in, in, in the sky, the planets, the all the different gases and everything we see we call stars, but all those different celestial bodies out there, they're in their place day after day, night after night, even when we don't see them during the day. We might see the eastern star, um, but those are still there. And as it is with us, we need to just be in our place, do what we know to do, and try not to step into someone else's thing either. Sometimes we can look at others in America, people get despondent and full of despair and discouraged and even lose hope because they see someone else having certain successes or what they deem to be certain successes. Like, okay, the American dream, having my own home. Okay, I gotta have my home look like this. You know, it used to be a lot of the picket fences, literally. The picket fences and you see that um, downtown folsom another place where we live you have these older properties with a lot of white picket fences because it was a certain image a certain portrayal that they wanted to give off and for people to have and people work towards and it's like yes this is it it's an image but we have to remember we're individual images created in the image of god himself and he created us with the unique fingerprint literally even if you have a twin you both have different fingerprints, even in the eye and the retina. If they look at it under a the microscope, there's something different about each of you. So we hope, just believe and know that we all have something that we've been called to do, something that we've been given and something that we will accomplish, whatever that might be throughout our lifetime and a journey of called life. And the things that come at us, we take it one day at a time. When you slow down, trust and believe, hope for the best. You have a mindset of expecting the best, believing the best, and then guess what? You can activate and walk in your faith that you've been given. Because again, the Lord says every man has been given a measure of faith. So every man, woman, child, baby have all been given a measure of faith. If not, watch a baby go down, walk, try and walk down the stairs when they start learning how to walk. Watch them literally, even if they're on the, a mountainside, keep going what we have to have boundaries though, and teach them. But the thing is, what we can learn as adults with more tools and skill sets as we grow is to walk in faith. Even when we know certain things, we'll fear and we'll be trepidatious about it. And I'm speaking for myself, I know, because I've done it more times than I'd like to admit. But I've also overcome those things as well in so many ways. Okay, so I'm going to go to the next scripture. We're going to go to Psalm 40 verses 1 through 3. Again, at Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. It says, I waited patiently, and this is a Psalm of David, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, And set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. And let me read this next verse, too. This is good. Verse number four of Psalm 40. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. These first few few verses here are so powerful. One, waiting patiently for the Lord. It's not always easy to wait, like we talked about in Romans chapter 8, but if we can wait, for that which we do not yet see, then with patience do we wait for it. It'll come, it's gonna happen, but everything has a timing. Think about a farmer, and I've been asking this question and pondering this and hoping to meet with the farmer one day where I can actually go out there with the farmer, help with the land and, and think about every part of the process and actually glean and say, can I gain some wisdom from you as we talk from day to day? And as we actually put the the plow to the work, to the ground, Because a farmer, when they're sowing seeds, they have experience. They've spent time, years, weeks, months, decades farming. Like my grandfather, he farmed all kinds of things. But he also knew how he had to treat the land and how he had to naturally, um, what he had to do to germinate seeds, how he had to break up the ground, how all these things he had to do, how he had to irrigate the, the land. And prepare it and how there had to be plenty of water and how much water, how little or how much more it needed, depending on the crop. So whatever we're believing for, there's certain action steps that have to go along with that. And our faith is the evidence of those things by what we do. So we're hoping for something. We have to believe we have to be patient, but we still work towards it with the steps that we know we're called to do. So observe a farmer next time. If any of you are farmers or have known a farmer in your family, I think about my grandfather. Like I said, he grew sugarcane. He had 40 acres. He had donkeys. I've seen him have chickens and cows and hens. And um, I've seen him have a big, beautiful bull. He had a ton of pigs. Literally, he had a, a whole bunch of goats. I saw all types of animals on his land, cows. And I didn't fully appreciate it at the time when I was little. And sometimes I'd go out there and help him and grandma and I was so nervous, but I didn't realize how rich him and my grandma were and how much they had. But did that come overnight? No, my grandfather, especially as a a black gentleman born in 1913, when I did some search on some records, um, it was just amazing when I went and looked back and I'm like, wow. And this was just after he had passed. And I didn't realize, I didn't fully conceptualize his age being in the 90s and when he was born. In where we're at today my grandfather saw a lot of things that i don't know that i'll never get to know and um but it took time it took patience he was on this earth for over 92 years nearly 93 years he was on this earth and how much did he go through during those times and seasons in america in the 1930s 40s 50s 60s And how much work did he have to do to till the land when there was storms or hurricanes? Cause he was in Florida. There was a lot that he went through, but he overcame it all. And because he overcame, guess what? I'm here today. And because of that, I have a family today. I have my oldest daughter with me here today. She'll be graduating early. Say hello, Michaela. Okay. She's got her earphones on reading, so she's not hearing me right now, but anyway, um, but, my family, now we're a family of six, would not be here today, existing the way we do. Wouldn't it be married to my beautiful wife, Leah Savage, if my grandfather had given up, if he had not continued to hope in the Lord, literally. He used to tell me, stay with the, grand, the, the, stay with the Lord, grandson. Stay with the Lord. He had this soft, deep bass voice, but he had such a calm and a confidence. When I would see him walk his head up, walking there, you knew if you did something wrong. He was calm and he was peaceful, but he had no problem addressing it. And that's how we have to be as children of God and um, trusting in him that we have to know. Hey, everything's going to be all right because we have a creator. We have a maker that's greater than I. That's greater than any situation or anything we can go through. And And the father talks about, too, as long as the earth remains, guess what? The word says there will remain seed, time and harvest time everything has a time it's a place for it there's a season for everything ecclesiastes read the first couple chapters one two three but in chapter two definitely breaks it down there's a time to live there's a time to die a time to, to be born um there's a time where you know we have there's a time where we don't there's so many different things and it even talks about that it's addressing the season so there's a time for everything so some things we can't rush in life but Again, I just want to encourage you, this one a little longer than I was expecting, but that we need to, when we're hoping for something, even when it seems like it's not going to happen, it will happen. Even when it seems like things are lost or all is lost or things are dead or things didn't happen as planned, just like with the pandemic. There were some things I was expecting with the business to pan out and things changed drastically. I was expecting to start working with more attorneys and really grow my business and I had a way I was going to do that. And then with the pandemic shutting a lot of things down last year, and early part of this year, even money that I spent asked, can I get it back? Um, No, there's no refunds. But I had to say, okay, I'm just going to have to be patient, wait a little longer. Guess what? Time has gone by. Things have been happening. Things are getting more settled. I've gotten more strategy, insight, and ideas that I have to implement. But it hasn't stopped me from moving forward. And that's what I want to encourage you guys in. And, and when things don't go as planned as well, or you make mistakes, sometimes we make some serious mistakes in life. Sometimes some people will say moral failures, whether that's adultery, whether that's um, abuse and violence, whether that's just anger issues, whether that is just um, losing money all the time, gambling, drugs, drinking, uh, just not showing up, making a lot of money, but never there for your family because the business you're married to, whatever that is, those things can be fixed. Those things can be reversed. Those things can be returned around. Some things take longer to heal and restore. But just again, if you believe and take it one moment, one day at a time and never, ever, ever lose hope, there's always new hope for tomorrow. There's always an opportunity for a better day. Let me read one more scripture to you guys. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint there's so much there in these verses and over time we'll break some of these things out even more. But again, I want to encourage you because even eagles real life eagles can live up to 120 years. And in some cases I've heard of possibly longer. Talk about a healthy bird, a resilient bird bird. It's a very powerful bird too, very majestic. It can fly higher than most birds around the world. It's an amazing creature definitely created after god's likeness and his image he definitely put a symbol he made a statement when he created the bald eagle in particular they're amazing creatures eagles can go high very high up they can dive over 150 excuse me over 150 miles an hour down word coming from way up in the sky going to dive at uh, food that they see way off literally their vision and this is another thing when you hope having vision and staying close to a vision and keeping your eyes on it, whatever that prize is, whatever you're believing for, like Christ, when he was going to the cross, he despised the shame. He looked beyond the cross because of the joy that was there for our sakes. He was already whole, but for our sakes, he came to be the sacrificial lamb where man doesn't have to sacrifice lambs all over every single day for our sins and have to go to a priest and repent to him and him be the intercessor and go to God for us. And the priest has to be clean and in a holy state, completely walking in righteousness, untainted, because if not, then when he goes in the Holy of Holies, that's it. They got to pull him out by the string. So Christ was able to go and do all that once and for all, sanctifying us by his blood. But Christ had a vision because he said for the, the, the joy that was beyond the cross, despising the shame. Now he's seated at the right hand of the Father because of the hope that he saw and that he knew that was there for all of us billions of people on earth who want to receive him willingly. So never lose hope. Never give up and keep believing and know that things will get better. And just trust in the Father. Trust in Yahweh and ask him for help and guidance in all situations, even when you don't know what to do. Sometimes take a break, be still, and let him bring the answers to you. Sometimes we strive so much and we get so discouraged because we feel like things aren't happening. I've said this before, I'm working on a project now. This has been over nine years, and we're right at the cusp of full breakthrough and actually fully launching. But we ran into a few more nuances, but I've actually grown so much. Because these nuances that I run into now, would be like, what's going on? Why is this? This is all a mess. But I've learned over time, this is part of the process. I'm understanding and learning about the industry that I'm in that I knew nothing about, and so it's a blessing because what was more important to God is that Yahweh wanted to see John Savage healed and restored and made whole even more. So I'm going to allow through time as he's doing this, as he's researching, as he's praying over this, as he's praying for people helping him. As he's doing more research, as he's typing things up, he's going to learn more patience. And with patience, it's easier for me to hope. And as I do that, I'm able to be more still because I have patience and hoping and believing for things to come. So with that said, I'm not going to keep you. I've talked long enough today. I miss my wife. I wish she was here with me to give her input and also so I can talk a little bit less. But I shall digress at this point. Uh, With that said, anybody who does not know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. uh, Some people might say in other countries, Yesu. Um, But we just want to say, Father, right now, those who want to receive you and walk through the open door. And in fact, you're the one who draws us to you. And you say, I stand at the door and knock. And he who will open his heart to me. You will come in and sup with Him, and He with me. So, Father, I pray right now that those who don't know You want to know You. They don't have to, like I said this before, go to an altar somewhere. They don't have to go to a special meeting. Right now, where they're at, You have made us to be the tabernacles. Christ tore the veil; that the veil was torn when He died on the cross that day on that. So we thank you, Father, that the veil has been torn. We have free access now to you. We can come to you personally, individually, and pray and intercede on our behalf and ask you, and we have the Holy Spirit who makes intercession for us. We have the Holy Spirit who has drawn us to you. So we ask you to come and receive this person's prayers for forgiveness, that they acknowledge you and Christ dying on the cross as a sacrificial lamb for our sins. Father, so we thank you that you forgive them of their sins, that they are washed away, and that you've made life new, and that you would remind them that your mercies are also new every day, and that this is a faith walk, that we are the one that we hope in, and it's a day-by-day process. So we thank you, Father, for anybody who has accepted you as Lord and Savior, that they've accepted you as the one true God, the father of Yeshua Yeshua HaMashiach, the one who frees and creates and sets and delivers. We thank you now and we bless you. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Well, guys, that's it for now. I thank you for your time and listening. I pray that this was encouraging in some way, shape, or form, that each of you received and got something that you personally needed for yourself, your family, a loved one you're praying for, your business, whatever it is, that the Holy Spirit will meet you right where you're at. He knows exactly what you need. I thank God for you. God bless you. Until next time, unwind.